Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast, a podcast about everything and nothing. Uh, this week, joining me is Matt Persley. Hello. How you doing? It's, I'm doing all right, thank you. It's been a while since Good. I've been on, I think. It has. I mean, it's it? felt like a while, isn't it? Because yeah. we recorded loads in advance and then, you know, now we're back. Joe, how are you? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Quite, quite well. After a Ooh. booster day of feeling like fucking death. Aww. Getting boosted, and this isn't meant to turn anyone off the vaccination, but getting <laughs> boosted for me was worse than having actual COVID in terms really? of symptoms. It so, was wild. I've been lucky after each of my three vaccinations now. I felt absolutely fine. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I must have had COVID once by now. I've still never think, had any symptoms. Do you think there's any chance that what they've mm. been doing is injecting you with saline solution. You're actually <laughs> some kind of a stooge. Who knows? It's one of those two things, and I don't know which is more likely. The Either I'm a powerful or... genius, yeah. or I'm being saline. done by my pharmacist. <laughs> Who knows? I've gone, well, I've had my three vaccinations in three different places, so unless this is a very oh. complex uh, it's conspiracy... It's a web of lies, yeah. my friend. Yeah. It's a web Who of knows? lies. Exactly. I, I did actually. I had the. I, I had a moment of being like, "Oh, am I going to get done here?" Because I I went into the pharmacist where I was getting my my booster done, and this guy came out and was like, "Oh, the uh, the pharmacist will be back in half an hour." And I was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I've got to get back to work." But I actually booked it for the next five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, "Okay." And when he said the pharmacist is going is isn't going to be here, he meant I'm not going to be here. So this harried pharmacist who clearly hadn't had a lunch break. I thought it was just some lackey. He got, yeah. got really upset and like bustled me into his little room and just jabbed me really quickly and left. And I was like, I could have been jabbed with anything. That could be a fury jab. <laughs> could have been saline solution. Um, could have been. Yeah. You can't get in the way of a man and his sandwich, though, can you? Mm-mm. We know this more than anyone. I've been a slightly worried recently, actually. And don't get me wrong. I, as I think we all do, love the Backpage podcast quite a bit. They're kind of... I think they're kind of po- like positioning themselves now as the number one sandwich podcast. Where I think we all know. <laughs> I think I am. You There's, starting lunch you know, meat beef? <laughs> I, I think I have. I mean, I know we haven't talked about sandwiches in a little while now, but I do need. Do I really need to remind everyone that we've done a whole sandwich special? Uh, do you, I mean, the thing here is, Cardi. Yeah, you're. This feels like you're trying to start like a. A, a diss track style <laughs> war with them but no, I know for no, a no, fact no. that neither of them listens to this podcast so this is just screaming into the void that's fine point. that's fine I just need people to know you know if you want good sandwich chat you can get it anywhere at the moment so yeah, if you, you want know, good sandwich chat listen to us a year ago yeah. <laughs> and listen to the back saying. page pod now because <laughs> they'll have you covered for for the present day sandwich chat whereas we, it's very we're bath. distinctly behind it's, it's very bath, very bath centric whereas yeah. whereas we because of london having so many more much more chainy in london i think our sandwich mm. options because of the oh yeah i'll have you remember that the key sandwich text i believe was boston uh, yeah. And that, that sandwich that made a man's ass turn inside out or whatever <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was. So we've got international sandwich action. International uh, S. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, for some reason, if uh, Matthew and Samuel from the Bachelors listen to this, do not start talking about drowning stories because then there will be losses. <laughs> 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 Sandwiches is fine. Everyone enjoys a sandwich. Uh, right. What are we actually going to talk about? I've completely lost track. Um, we've kind of, we're still in this kind of no man's land where it's still like a week or two away from things really coming out. So the big we're stuff. kind of stuck in a week here where we're going to kind of do something different. We're going to 
talk about five upcoming sequels in franchises well four actually and then mm. a dream one of our choice um games that are either definitely coming out or a 99 percent going to happen and we're yeah. basically gonna predict what we think are gonna happen in those sequels so we'll we'll go through those one by one but before we get to that has anyone anyone actually done anything fun or new in the last week <laughs> i've done two small things i watched all of oh. toast of tinseltown which is yes. a disappointing return for the oh. toast series i don't think to be honest i don't think toast been fully great and since since season one um mm. when i thought almost every episode was an absolute banger but toast mm-hmm. of tinseltown is essentially toast goes to hollywood and it's a very strange take on that um the one thing i will say is there's a joke about someone calling him the c word and then the face he makes when it's said to him is one of the funniest things i've ever seen um so it was kind of worth it just for that one joke but it's it's not as good matt Matt berry's now kind of this international figure isn't he because he's in well he's what we're doing the shadows he's big in the u.s he's in star wars now he's in the book of boba fett as a droid um, it's, all, it, it's interesting because he has Natasha Dimitriou and Kayvan Novak mm. appear in that show. So you kind of look at it and you're like, did you just film this in breaks between your big show? <laughs> um, it's got some of that vibe. But I've also watched Mandy, which is I'd never heard of before this week. Not Mandy the film, Mandy the comedy TV series. Oh, is which this is, Melindy King's thing? Is, is that, no, no, it's um, it's Diane Morgan who plays Philomena Kunk oh, from... Really? screen wipe stuff and she just plays this character called mandy who is kind of indeterminate of age but she looks absolutely bizarre she does this thing where she has her lips like constantly held to one side of her face like that Mm. um and it's like it feels like quite a feat of facial acrobatics that she manages to do it the whole time and it's just properly strange and slightly grim um and the second series came out this week. I'd never even heard of it uh, before that. And it's very good. So I recommend it. So you would recommend that one? Good. I would. Good. Have you done Avoid anything there? Or have you just, you've I, just been playing a lot of Halo, really? Uh, and a lot of Dark Souls. I finished Dark Souls 3. It was actually the first time I've played all of it through. Um, so I did the DLC mm-hmm. this time around. And I can now say that I have done every Dark Souls 3 boss except fucking Dark Eater Medea, who is still a bastard. Oh, yeah. is, is he? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Big Dragon. Not good. Him. But everything else I've done. Good. Uh, what have I done? I've yeah played a lot of Halo. Last night, started Ocarina of Time because, like I said when I was talking about Fable 2 recently, I've been going back, going through the games I really should have played. And, you know, Zelda is a bit of a blind spot for me. So I've got Ocarina of Time on my 3DS. Good choice. Uh, yeah. Uh, £20 from Amazon, which actually I thought was all right, considering That's Nintendo games Nintendo never... Yeah, never go down, but it's part of like the selects program where they're all like twenty pounds, mm. I think. So, yeah, did 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 Deku Tree? Uh, did all that bit? I just got out into Hyrule Field and stopped because it was like one a.m. I was like, nice don't do it. this. You yeah. limbering up for a big op-ed where you say it's a six out of ten now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to do the opera. It's like forgotten gem. People don't speak about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or just like yeah. easter eggs did you know you can chop the signs it's absolutely yeah. amazing just like the next thing i write about games will just be like reminds me of ocarina of time i'll be <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all it'll be so i can now use that reference point uh i don't have to feel like a fraud anyway mm. enough about old games why don't we talk about games that some don't even we don't even Exist. know they're in development <laughs> yeah some of them are in development some of them aren't we're going to go through them one by one the first one we're going to talk about 
and it's kind of the one that kind of you know kickstarted this whole idea is Mario Kart Nine because there was a mm. news story I believe recently. Was it reportedly that Mario Kart it's 9 is in development? Slightly more than reportedly, but not quite confirmed. It was Dr. Sir Cantoto, who has the best <laughs> name in uh, video game business analysis. Um, mm-hmm. She's a big, you know, big contested field. But Dr. Sir Cantoto <laughs> comes out at the front of it. Um, and he said he knows that Mario Ooh. Kart 9 is in development. Um, and he does know his stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, that it will have a new twist so I'm assuming our predictions will be in the forms around of that twist. twist. So, I will yeah. say, uh, I realised after writing them that most of mine are more like wild wishes than actual predictions. Yeah, some of but, mine are, yeah. Yeah, we'll um, see where we get to with it. I think some of them are more logical. We can start, um, yeah, with Mario Kart. I mean, there's only a lot of these I was thinking, oh, it could be that, and I was thinking, well, that's just boring to guess that it's that. So mm-hmm. I've gone I've gone something a bit different, but who, who wants to... Keep, I mean, you're Mr. Nintendo out of us, Joe. What, what do you uh-huh. think? Well, let me preface this by saying it's definitely not going to happen. Um, but <laughs> the point with Mario Kart stuff is there's always a different uh, element to them. Some have introduced mm-hmm. flying. Mario Kart 8 obviously did uh, anti-gravity sections, which was amazing, still is. Um, mm-hmm. Double Dash had two pilots in the car, and I've gone down the Double Dash route in what I'm calling Mario Kart Mushroom Kingdom Manager, which is a game in which you're not just doing the Mario Kart racing. You go in with a team of Mushroom Kingdom inhabitants, one of whom is a manager who is uh, like your race which, your race which, team leader. Which Mario character is this manager? Or well, you could, that's the choice, yeah. You're choosing, oh, okay. you're, you're picking your team before every race. So you've got mm-hmm. a manager, so you could have like, I don't know, Dry Bowser as the manager of your team. <laughs> but your manager gives you one different super ability depending on what they are. Um, okay. So Dry Bowser, I don't know. Does he shout a fireball out the radio of all the other cars? Something like that. Uh, <laughs> then you have mechanics so you pick a mechanic and there will be right as you're racing round there will be pit stop lanes and this is strategy right because there'll be longer routes but for going through them your mechanic gives you a specific power up that you can only get from then okay so, so like an ultimate reward thing yeah like a big ultimate ability so you go through and mm-hmm. you can't get souped up in some way depending on the mechanic you've chosen for instance okay. dry bowser and dry bowser <laughs> i don't know gives you bone wheels that are better on sand uh, so, uh <laughs> wow what yeah, an ultimate exactly. ability i know yeah. right uh and then you also pick your normal driver and your normal car which have their different ability or different mm-hmm. stats uh so, so i just mm. think it's i think it's just a fun like it's a twist on yeah, I would say this Extra. isn't my idea, but my original idea was a bit like that. It was a bit like a tag team thing where online races would be like you're in you and two other friends do a lap each, and it kind of pa- somehow passes control after mm-hmm. each lap. So you're racing as a team. But then I thought, I don't know how logistic is logistic wise that is possible. But I mean, <laughs> so, also, is it fun to play a no, game where you only not. play a third of each race? But then I thought, well, what if one of it's like Double Dash? What if one of you controls the weapons? I'm like, but that was what Double Dash was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what, what um, about quintuple dash, and there's just five dash. of five That's people. Thing, it's like, an absolute mess. We will probably never guess what the twist is because that's the thing about Nintendo. You can't really double guess what they're going to do next. My idea is that mm-hmm. Mario Kart Nine is actually Mario Kart Maker, and it's all about oh, making good. 
your own courses because arguably with eight this is the thing everyone says they've perfected that formula they've got all the best tracks from all the games in there they've perfected the tracks really so why not let everyone else have a go and see what you can do and everyone will realize oh yeah they're really good at making tracks and we're not (laughs) i would would genuinely take that if it was mario kart maker with mario kart 8 just in it Mm. That would be the ultimate way to expand on that game. Yeah. It's a bit like uh, Mod Nation Races, which is a is an underrated PS3 game. Uh, mm. PS3? Yeah. And Vita, I think. Uh, yeah, a bit of that. I feel like... But they did... They did marry. Did the Zelda one? Am I imagining did the Zelda the one ever? Dungeon did that Maker come out? Thing, right? Well, they it did, did, didn't it? They did it within Link's Awakening, and it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, they st- they, they could still like make a Legend, uh, Legend of Zelda Maker, but mm-hmm. will they? But yeah. Um, that that's my idea. That it's actually not even called Mario Kart Nine. It's called Mario Kart Maker. I like it. I suppose that leaves it Mapped. me then again. Yeah, again what, someone what's your not... mad cap idea? Yeah, I've only uh, literally. I think the only two Mario Karts I've played are the one on the Wii and and Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. So I'm not mm-hmm. hugely versed. But my idea was is. You know in the crew that you can change like your your car into something else? You can become a plane mm-hmm. or a boat or something like that. And there's obviously a little bit of that in 8 where kind of like when you go up off the ramps you turn into a little glider. Mm-hmm. So my idea is is that there's vehicle switching but every track is three tracks. There's an air track, there's a ground track mm-hmm. and then there's kind of like either like water or subterranean or something like that. Mm-hmm. And basically the pickups... Some of them have a, a trigger which will turn you into like a plane or a submarine or a drill or something like that. And the whole idea is to try and sort of, I suppose to a degree, min-max the track with the idea that you know that like this section is easier in the sky or it's easier mm-hmm. on road. And kind of like doing that kind of jazz and then obviously like your abilities change in the sky, like you can drop, I suppose you can't drop bullet bells from the sky, but you could drop like I don't know, burnt bombs or whatever De- you I was going to say. D- depth chart, depth charge, <laughs> Dave's. Yeah, I like that. Like you mentioned the crew there, and that kind of got me thinking. None of us actually mentioned. It. What if it's they're just looking at Forza Horizon, going, "Let's do open world Mario Kart." It would be shite. Come on, yeah, I don't know what. What would that be? It'd be so boring. Uh, yeah. Like, and I love Mario Kart. I don't want to play an open world Mario Kart at all. I could see MMO, them. I could Mario see them broadening it to make it like. I never, I never really played the crew, to, but it had like big open races, right? It wasn't just yeah. It was, like it was kind of more point stuff. to point as opposed to yeah. like cross country sort of stuff, right? Yeah, I could see them going a little bit more. I, towards I that. could almost see them doing like you know, like the world, like the overworld maps, and you kind mm. of driving between each section, and there's tracks that are set there, and there's kind of more of a. I suppose like a, a single player campaign kind of build there mm-hmm. that's like influenced by like Super Mario World, but mm. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, the idea of open world Mario Kart. Seems I, was, bananas. I was trying to think. Yeah, what could the Switch bring to Mario Kart? Because obviously the latest one wasn't developed for Switch. It was basically a remaster. Like, what what could the Switch do that the Wii U couldn't? And I'm trying to think. Like, what would that gimmick make be? people play games? Yeah, <laughs> that is that is <laughs> like there's that's the thing is credit credit to them they haven't gone full gimmick with the switch really since since mm. launch games like weirdly me and matt were talking about one two switch earlier today because we're such mm. crazy interesting guys <laughs> such reference points to draw on um but uh but yeah they just haven't really they don't really go that for arms that now. <laughs> I, I mean arms is underrated it's not good but it's underrated um mm. but uh but yeah like it just feels like 
It feels mm. like they'll just make... To me, it feels like they'll just make another really good self-contained yeah. Mario Kart. I mean, and that's why none of got, our predictions will come true. They've um, got the luxury, haven't they, to spend pretty much as long as they want making this. Because that last one still sells. And it's, like we said, it's just as good. It's hard to think of what they could do to improve it. Uh, yeah. Like, genuinely, I mean, I know this is this is not exactly digging up new ground, but... What the fuck is the DLC for that game? How did they only do one DLC pack ever? It's completely absurd. Um, we will never yeah. understand Nintendo. No. Could, there's no point trying. We will never understand them. There's some good ideas. Um, as usual, like under IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. If you have any good ideas for what you mm. think these games could do, we'd love to hear them. Uh, we've still got a few more to go, though. So next up... Mass Effect, what are we calling it? It's not really Mass Effect 4. Let's call it for the sake of this Mass Effect 4. What, we're we just treating Mass Andromeda Effect. like it never existed? Yeah, well, that wasn't a numbered one, and it was, it was a prequel. Let's all, they want, are we all it, presuming... It wasn't a prequel. It's a sequel. Sorry, a far, far-flung sequel, isn't it? Like, different age, you know what I mean? Unconnected, essentially. Mm. Um, are we all pretty much in agreement that this one, though, is going to be a sequel to the I mean. It seems it's definitely like it. going to be connected. They've got what looks like Liara in that one in that one trailer, so it feels like there's going to be something there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see it. Okay, let's let's switch up the order, Matt. What, what's your idea for the the new a big prediction? So out of all this of one's the, a bit more broad. You yeah. can do whatever you want with it, really. Out of all of the games that we were discussing, because so, obviously we we had to come up with ideas pre. This is the one I found the hardest because I I know it's getting on now but i do think mass effect 3 is pretty much perfect like i love that Mm. game so much so it was like well what do i want essentially i want another game that's like that but maybe with the learnings of writing that has come like like everybody can write a better quest these days than there used to be Mm. so there's that Mm. but the gimmick i have thought of originally started i was trying to think of you know in dragon age origins that game starts completely differently depending on what character mm. class and um and, and species you choose at the start so it's like well that's good and hasn't been used for a while the only time it's really cropped up recently is like cyberpunk and cyberpunk does like a bad variation of that mm. so i was thinking what's a good version and then also there's a system that i really like from divinity original sin 2 which is that you can actually make your own character which i don't think is right for mass effect i think you should always have a predefined character that then you find a journey for like Shepard is so my idea would be is that you have a choice at the start of the game as to which character you play from the crew and they become your protagonist and everybody else becomes an NPC and then that character has a unique starting point and has a unique arc that runs through the game which for a AAA production is a lot of work but EA have got lots of money and they should trust in Mass Effect so that's what I would like so, Matt, you know, completely mine. different stuff going on per character. Mine is very similar, oh, really? but with one key difference. And it's a thing that I've been saying since the since they announced there was going to be another Mass Effect after Mass Effect 3. You should only be allowed to play as an alien race. There should mm-hmm. be no human choice at all. I don't want to play as a human in Mass Effect again. They invented all these amazing races yeah. with really cool stuff to them. I don't want to mm-hmm. play as fucking Spectre or on the you know like on the council or any of that shit as a human. I want to be a Salarian. I want to be a yeah. Krogan. I want to be what fucking Hanar. Make me a Hanar <laughs> fighter. Like and so my yeah. So my thing was 
essentially alien race changes your backstory the relationships you have yeah. with npcs you come by your baseline abilities like instead of choosing mm-hmm. oh i'm going to be a biotic engineer it's like well if you're a solarian you're going to be good at engineering and other you know kind of agility based mm-hmm. stuff and if you're a krogan mm-hmm. you're going to be different and that's your choices but i love the idea of parlaying that into your idea matt of the way i imagine that choice is that you do a essentially a prelude mission that's set somewhere like halfway through the game. Yeah. And you like meet this crew and then at the end of that and you play a tiny bit of each of them and the the end of that it's like which one do you want to be yeah. and then it's like two months earlier and you go back to mm-hmm. the start of their story that leads you to that yeah, and then yeah. that would be like midway through the game and take you on to the end. Mm-hmm. I just but, love um, kind of yeah. the idea of, of these races are quite well explored in in Mass Effect but you never get their lived experiences. You're always mm. kind of like, it's the human perspective on what they're doing. And it's a human perspective through the lens of the Reaper invasion. I want to mm. get that idea of what it's like to come from those cultures. And therefore, there should only be one person on this crew that's human. And if you choose that person, you're, you're choosing the boring route. <laughs> nah, no humans well, allowed. Interesting. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> mine mine kind of plays into that as well. Maybe we just combine all these three ideas and send it to Bioware. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Mine is also, yeah, I agree. Players an alien, whether it's Asarian, Turian, Solarian. But my game is a bit more like GTA Five in as much as you have two different, completely separate characters you're switching between. Mm. Two or three different squads of people. And obviously these races don't historically get along with each other that well. So you're going to have... It's going to be quite politically led, and you're going to make choices basically as one of those teams that affects the other team that may mm, kill cool. someone on that other team, something like that. So you're kind of you like these two characters, but they are ultimately kind of working against each other um, to complete the same goal. You're almost on two. I wouldn't say it's a full blown war at this point in this game, but they're almost two different teams working for the same goal that are ultimately going to meet, and you're going to have to choose between them at one point. That's I always, what I think would be cool. I always loved that idea of the Spectres as like completely independent agents, like above the law in that universe, where it's like mm-hmm. they're all working towards the same goal, but they might do it in very, very different ways, and some don't approve mm-hmm. of how the others do it. I think that really fits that that vibe. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And it, you... that's basically like a good version of the Halo Five campaign, mm-hmm. where you're playing as two people working for the same thing, but they're kind of after one another in some regard. Uh, mm-hmm. Except, you know. Just make like it not like, like, how do you think they're going to deal with it? Do you think they're just going to pick a canon ending for three and say this is what Shepard did? I mean, did oh no, Andromeda didn't do that. It avoided that because Andromeda is set like, in the Andromeda galaxy. It gets to to completely skip. Nobody there knows what happened. Yeah, because yeah, it's just that yeah, because I couldn't remember when that ship left or whatever it was. I suppose it depends um, how if it's like. A, a one year later sequel you kind of have to pick a you have to have a but ending, there are, the particularly the synergy ending of mass effect 3 that is a, mm. a galactic scale the future of mankind is different yeah. now so this is why i think that it shouldn't really be attached and it's like the problem is though is people are attached to those characters and particularly that era of the mass effect mm-hmm. universe so you don't want to go too far the opposite direction because that's what people have already decided they like and they've done the the sort of test with andromeda that, that didn't work so we'll is we'll see how of, it goes is there kind of a case we made that like i actually don't remember how much it changed when they did the additional stuff but like the fact that, that all those endings were like kind of the same thing with slight differences 
like maybe you can kind of get away with giving people a choice as to what their ending was before like, they start and then it won't cause you too many more ramifications one essentially just rids all artificial intelligence from the yeah. galaxy doesn't it? i mean that one yeah and one makes everybody wouldn't. in synergy with ai so they are like half their yeah. personality is built up of ai like surely they can't make you can't they can't give you that choice at the start of this game because that makes two completely different games they have to pick one surely but it doesn't necessarily make that like if you if you wrote it right it doesn't necessarily mm. make that much difference the synergy one it's just like you have a few throwaway lines about being like Ah, oh, I love AI, or I did a math <laughs> sum really quickly today. And then the non-AI one, you just, mm-hmm. like, there's maybe some Geth characters that aren't there. If indeed mm-hmm. the Geth was still there, I don't even remember. Well, the Geth are going to be, it looks like they're going to be, like, the main antagonist, they're isn't on it, that of this poster, one? weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, what, the outline of... But I it's thought I made them nice. I haven't played those games for ages. Um, choices, isn't it? I don't know, yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see how they go how they about this one, it. I think. Yeah, and like that's um, the thing. If they hadn't messed up Andromeda, that is the perfect way to deal with that sequel. Like, just have yeah. it somewhere else. But yeah. who knows? We shall see. Um, next up, we've got Marvel Spider-Man Two, the sequel mm. to obviously Marvel Spider-Man, and well, kind of Miles Morales was like one point five, wasn't it? It was mm-hmm. kind of in between. Um, I think this is the one where maybe we might have the most similarities in what we think. And I've actually got a couple options just in case someone. Uh, mm-hmm steals mine so i'll go last i don't know uh who matt uh actually no you went first last time matt joe what do you think yeah matt um <laughs> yeah come on the uh mine i think is pretty straight down the line i actually had the most trouble with this one because i don't beyond going like these villains could be in it it's, mm. it doesn't feel like there is gonna be a gigantic difference in what spider-man 2 does the best thing i could come up with or the most interesting thing i could come up with is a that there will be gta style switching between characters which i know is something that lots of people say about open world games that they want and i'm sure is an absolute fucking ache to implement (laughs) but i know some people were wondering whether venom is antagonist or protagonist or you know Mm -hmm. helper of some kind in this i would quite like it if there were three characters but the third character was spider gwen so Spider Gwen, like Gwen Stacy, is not in those games at all at this point. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a nice opportunity to, like, not only introduce the character, but have her in this particular universe becoming Spider Gwen through whatever means they want her to become. Can it be uh, Venom Gwen? Has there ever been a Venom Gwen? Almost certainly. There's been a Venom everyone <laughs> at this point, right? Um, and I just like the idea of having that triple, triple character switch thing. But you're also because we've gotten so used to what this Spider-Man and this Miles are at this point, and they're so well-drawn, and so their their mm-hmm. character arc seems so, so solid at this point, that introducing one more Spider-Person into that mix, I think, would be a really interesting, like, story dynamic. Mm-hmm. And the thing I never expected from that first Spider-Man game is that I was going to end up, like, properly loving the characters and the and the arcs that they've been on. So I think giving them more opportunities to write, like, conflict and resolution into those stories is is really interesting mm-hmm. to me particularly from a playable character perspective so that's mm-hmm. what i want i think that would be cool oh. matt this one's easy and this basically applies <laughs> to literally any superhero open world game that i could think of mostly batman but also spider-man is the other prime candidate for it nemesis system mm. oh. so what i would do is so uh, i preface this with like i do genuinely very much like the spider-man game but it's open world stuff is bullshit like it's just absolute six out yeah. of ten stuff. Get rid of it all. Put in, choose five or six of Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery, 
and then build a nemesis style system around it in which your interactions with them dictate how they kind of change over time and how their like thugs and groups that follow them Mm -hmm. change and like you can accidentally make one more powerful which means they start to kick in onto the turf of other villains as well as have different ways of tackling with you Um, it should always be like the mr freeze villain fight from batman whereas when you start doing too many things of the same thing against them they learn and adapt and change their technique over time and basically let that kind of dictate the flow of the story to a degree there should be like a very core cinematic story that runs through it but i'd almost like it that if the last villain you have no idea who it is when you go in through the game because it's your actions against those villains that dictate what might be the final boss battle um and i really like the idea of as part of that rather than having like how you have in shadow of mordor is that you recruit orcs and send them in have a sort of system where you know how people love spidey in new york and one of the I was, i've been watching the toby Maguire films again and there's a really nice sequence in two where when he stopped the train like all the people in new york on that train like rally around him and they give him back his mask and mm. promise to kind of hold his secret i like the idea of kind of having people that recruit around you that are just like we're now going to go into the world and do good sort of like to aid spider-man so they're the people that like you might just come across a guy in the street that gives you a photograph and he's like here's like this criminal hideout that i found or people that kind of like stand in the way with between sort of like people that are being downtrodden against like mysterio or whatever i love this Mm -hmm. It's very much, you know, me, and I realise that maybe a systemic Spider-Man is not necessarily for the <laughs> widest of audiences. Know, well, isn't but... Gotham Knights kind of doing a bit of that? Well, a we little don't bit. Hope, but... We don't but... actually know that it is. We just know there yeah. are different gangs and that you can tackle them in any order. They've never specifically said Nemesis System. And what worries me is that now they've said that, even before we've seen any game, that Wonder Woman has a Nemesis System. It makes yeah. me think they would have said it about Gotham Knights before mm-hmm. now if it well, did. Well, don't... Do Monolith not have it patented? I Warner thought... Brothers does, Warner rather Brothers. than okay. rather than Monolith. Okay, that's interesting. Um, mine is kind of similar to Joe's for Spider-Man 2, but I went the more obvious route. I just think it's going to be a co-op game. I think you can play mm. it fully in co-op. One of you, Miles. One of you, Peter. Um, optional. You know, it doesn't have to be played in co-op, but it will be fully playable in co-op at the same time. That's kind of like my more obvious one that I could actually see happening. My other one is... Marvel were just really unhappy with Marvel's Avengers, and can you blame them? At some point at the end of this game, you either see someone turns up, Stark, someone. They've already they've teased Wolverine. We don't know if they're in the same universe, but you see, I don't know. You see Stark. Ta- well, Stark Tower, was it the Avengers Tower? Is in the game. Avengers I can't Tower remember is now. In Avengers, yeah, is in the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they've gone that experiment backfired. Let's slowly try and seed something here, MCU style, and see if it goes anywhere. Nothing that you're committing to with. He could just turn up as a cameo and never seen again. But if they went, you know, I imagine Spider-Man Two is going to sell so many copies. Probably be very good, no doubt. To in- no, no reason to doubt Insomniac at this point, and you know, just give them the keys to as many of those games as they want. I think is what Marvel will be thinking. So maybe a new Avengers game is teased in that. Who knows? It feels like it feels like the crossover with Wolverine is yeah. is likely 
Uh, there's certainly there's no way they're not going to be teasing that game inside Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2 like that is just oh yeah happen. there'll be like newspaper articles or podcasts where like guy with metal hands appears in the park Canadian <laughs> cage fighter stuns onlookers um, yeah. yeah I could definitely see that but yeah whether that's like them building their own full-blown insomniac universe Avengers mm-hmm. I could I could like if it keeps going well I could see it happening but fuck me, it's going to be a long time before actually anything comes of it because, you know, mm-hmm. these things take yeah. a while. I still can't exactly. believe they announced both those games at the same time. That is completely I'm wild. Yeah. The balls. The mm. balls. Do we think Spider-Man's before Wolverine? Yes. Yeah. 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 There we go. That's the answer I wanted to hear. Good. Uh, uh, next up, it's a big one. We could not do this one. Uh, GTA 6. Yeah. Uh, you know, not announced. You know, there's going to be another GTA game. You would imagine they would make another game in that series. Um, I'll go first this time. My my idea is kind of based semi on kind of rumours and what and kind of what I want is I think they're going to go full Scarface with it, mm-hmm. but not eight is going to go seventies just to not be like copy. Basically, it's going to be set in that sort of Miami Central and Central America sort of area. But not eight is because I don't think they just want people to think, oh, it's just Vice City two, basically. When so, you say Central America, so you're like Miami, like and the then... Carib, and then down in the so like mm. you can travel to a separate area, which is like the Caribbean, so some islands or something like that. Okay. Um, and yeah, basically, my idea for it is that there will be some sort of time shift in it. Whether I don't know whether it'll be you're shif- shifting back and forth between the 70s and the 90s, or if it'll be all the 70s stuff happens and then it'll go to the 90s. I'm not really sure. Um, but I think they're going to go period just because I think they even said satire writes, writes itself. It's hard to satirise the time we live in. So mm. I think they're definitely going to go period. And it'll be 70s and 90s and... Like, in the 70s, you are kind of like this crime boss. You're kind of like this drug dealer, Tony Montana type of character. But in the 90s, you play as his daughter. The first time we're going to have a playable female lead. Mm-hmm. I think it's time in a GTA. I mean, just a rock star game in general, uh, to be honest. Um, and yeah, that's that's going to have a completely different tone. And like, the 70s would be kind of like fun, sort of like more like Vice City style. The 90s is going to be more of a hard crime revenge story, avenging your father who has died in the 70s. This is just the game I want. And if this is spot on and I get sued by Rockstar, I'm so sorry. But I do. What, you're, who are you I sorry want. to? Uh, I don't know, because they probably Rockstar. see me, because they think I know something. I'm just apologising to myself. <laughs> I do. I, I think that, that would be a really cool way to build on the character switching, is like switching between two characters, but the city itself changes when you do it. Yeah. Like, that could be fucking cool. So that's how they can do some of their satires. Like, you know, look how time and the american dream corrupted a city <laughs> like those they love that sort of stuff mm. yeah, uh, that's yours, what i think yours is much more uh like large scale than mine just basically mm. we i think it, it really seems like it's going to be miami or vice city again like that seems that's just the recurring rumor keeps popping up doesn't it um i want it rather than central america i want it to extend into like actual scary gross florida like the florida mm-hmm. that uk people don't go to when they go to Disney all the alligators yeah, yeah i want alligators like kind i guess it's kind of the mafia three ish setting some yeah. of that i know that was louisiana but you know like getting into 
swampy. You know, swampy business. I want proper scary hillbilly people. I want like frightening business out in the out in the marshes. <laughs> um, and I want one of the characters to be, you know, uh, you know, in Atlanta, there's that episode where Lakeith Stanfield's character talks about how Florida man is one real man, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a series of newspaper yeah, headlines. Yeah. <laughs> I want the Trevor equivalent in this game to be Florida man. I want him to be an absolute nightmare of urban myth bullshit that he's done out in some sort of evil swamp. I think that would be great. Sounds good. So, um, I actually, re- when I was listening to you guys, like I realised I haven't even thought about where this would be set. Like, mm. I realised that that's the main discussion around GTA, and it just wasn't what I was thinking of for this. Just pick somewhere now, so, go for it. Uh, like, it doesn't really matter, so it can be <laughs> anywhere, but it's modern day, basically. But I also mm-hmm. think tonally, it wouldn't surprise me if they veer closer towards Red Dead. As in, mm. like, it's a proper mm-hmm. crime. So, like, it's not about... As as you said, like, you can't satire the present day, so you might as well just show it for the ugly thing it is rather than, like, trying to come up with mad Facebook analogies and stuff like that. But my idea is is that there are four protagonists, um, but Whoa, it's split... It's doubling down. It's split into two. You play as two criminals and two cops. And it's Ooh. kind of almost like The Wire in that you're you're playing the same situation from two sides. Um, But the whole point of it would be is that your criminals are people that are caught up in this just horrible system of poverty that are just trying to get out, and your cops are absolute bastards. And so the actual closer, Mm -hmm. like the, the more traditional GTA stuff is actually coming from the cops. They're the horrendous people the two criminals are actually just kind of just doing it to survive, like, because modern-day poverty is horrendous. And, can it, and like, can just it be do, like, a, a crime epic around that. Can it be Cole Phelps's, like, grandson? <laughs> can it be a lineage? Do you want it, it, be you want it to be an L.A. Noir basically? I'd be, kind, oh, I'd be up for I'd a, love Phelps, it. a Phelps successor. I'm into yeah. it. Just get Maybe a, he's everybody from Mad Men just comes in to be the police, yeah, basically. get it going. Um, yeah, I like, I mean... Whenever anyone describes any idea for a GTA 6, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Just like, anything sounds good. Like, you know, I'd love it if it was like 60s London. That would be amazing. Like, I don't know. Like, any. Like, imagine, like, just somewhere completely different. I don't know. Like, Rome. Like, I don't know. Rome. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, make i don't know or turin do the when, they when just do the italian rome, job game when you but, say rome i just imagine just like fucking legionnaires and, uh, well, it's not, not <laughs> ancient rome ancient rome gta there's just a mission where you have to like burn it down sextus the slave goes on a rampage around ancient rome it's just uh, some sort of moon base they go completely off the rails it's in soon- space as soon as you go into any non-English speaking country, GTA gets into a whole mess of like accent yeah, problems and stuff. That's, that's it's not fair. you're not gonna you're not gonna that's want to do fair. that. I would actually be up for like fully like like Beverly Hills Cop destitute Detroit I would be up for. Mm-hmm. Um like dying city rather than vibrant city would be interesting. Uh yeah. There's so many yeah. options for that series. Oh, it's just it's almost yeah. as if they should make more. Yeah, please make more. Um, I would love more. I'd just love more Rockstar games, which may get us off. Who knows? Maybe someone has a dream sequel that's mm-hmm. a Rockstar game. Um, this is kind of our wild card round where here you just get to basically 
pick a dream sequel you get to create any sequel in any series that you want to see it may not be the number one but it must be a very interesting one that you want to see but mm-hmm. uh i don't know joe do you want to do you want to go first you're nodding with excitement let's get mine out of the way uh <laughs> it's not dynasty warriors oh, but it's by it the same company oh no <laughs> did either of you ever play kessen oh i've heard you speak about it i, I haven't fucking played it. love kessen <laughs> it is uh, a ps2 launch game um that was about japanese feudal armies going to war and right it's got all the hallmarks of old koei tecmo stuff which is stilted animations incredibly bad voice acting it's all about obscure historical battles with people in big hats um it's it's all the stuff i like uh but it is genuinely a kind of strategy game i have never seen before or since like they made kes m1 and 2 there was a 3 but i never actually played it which i think was slightly different but it is a a real-time strategy game that actually works on console it's about like setting your armies up giving them like different units and kind of understanding how they work and giving them orders but then you take some elements of direct control over those things and it kind of you're essentially micromanaging units as they go through and it genuinely okay. really worked. And I don't know why people haven't tried to make more strategy games like it since, because it is it it translates that stra- translates that genre into a console game really effectively. Is it um, kind of a little Fire Emblem? Me, am I thinking that? Uh, it's got so the new Fire Emblem. That idea of like each leader having a group of people with them. That's very. Mm. That's quite Kessen. Okay. But it, it but it is more about like. The the battlefields look like total war, like they are like okay. landscapes dotted in big groups of people that go and fight each other as kind of units that you've set up. And honestly, my dream for Kessen Four isn't much more than could we have some more Kessen that looks really nice, please? Because so much, I just I just want to opine about this series. So there's so many cool things about these games. Like apart from the fact that the genre really works, it's like super character based but within like grand strategy war style situations so every leader has their own character and their own voice actor and they've got like weird little personalities Um, honestly if we're making this dream sequel i want to do the voice of every (laughs) single character in kesson 4 because the voice acting is so funny like (laughs) you you set them off to do stuff uh, me and my brother were talking about it today because i was messaging about (laughs) kesson and how good it was um that's it there's this guy called honda and like literally every time he does anything it cuts to a little cutscene of him waving his spear around and his spear is called like tomogiri and he just goes let my tomogiri be your passage to hell and i just want to scream that all the time um and it's just got really stylish like every time you set off a special ability for one of your units it plays like a cutscene that can alter depending on whether it's succeeded or failed and you get like these crazy cinematic moments of watching your chosen guy and their units like clash into another thing and it kind of deals mm-hmm. with those situations mathematically but on screen cinematically and it just i could in new in new world graphics with proper next gen stuff it would look fucking incredible and there's nothing else like it just give me kassen 4 let me have Kessen Japanese armies thought, punching each in, other. Who thought in 2022 we'd hear the words "my dream for Kessen 4 But I we've know. heard them already within two weeks of 2022. Um, also, I just looked, also, go on. The soundtrack is fucking incredible. <laughs> like I swear to God, it's one of the best 
game soundtracks ever and we're putting it at the end of this podcast i know exactly the track <laughs> it's going um i saw ign gave kesson 3 8 out of 10 so and right. it got a lot of sevens and eights everywhere seem to be good games the uh, original uh the back of the first kesson had an ign quote on it i love it there we go did um i'm guessing it just didn't sell a lot they made all. three of them did all right yeah um like kesson 2 kesson 2 was a change to the three kingdoms stuff that they so the chinese history stuff they do with dynasty warriors and i liked it but the problem is that i love dynasty warriors so it's just not as good uh and then mm-hmm. uh they switched back to japanese with kesson 3 and tried new stuff and i just don't think it connected as well but they all seem to kind of get around 70s and 80s metacritic wise um come on go tecmo bring it back stop making nobunaga's ambition and just make this, and also Dynasty Warriors 10, please. There um, we go. First oh dream God. dream sequel is Kesson 4. I've there really excited myself about Kesson You 4. really have. You're looking quite giddy, actually. I'm on the beaming. Fourth of, um, Matt, is yours Kesson 4? It's it's not, but nobody is <laughs> going to be surprised <laughs> when I say that mine is Dishonored 3. I thought oh, it might. Yes. Do you know what? I, I get I almost put that as one of our four or five we're going to talk about. It's like the next Dishonored. What would you want to see? Well, the thing is, uh, it, it's you like, have it covered. You have it covered. Yeah, well. the series is kind of like like in dormant now. There's no guarantee it's coming back, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of capped it off with Death of the Outsider. But um, playing when I was playing through um, Death Loop, there was kind of things about Death Loop that I could see that are kind of like the path to an interesting third Dishonored. So my idea would be is you like you you push it on. I don't want it to be anything to do with Corvo or Emily, kind of like that. Like story is over and done with, um, which maybe then opens up kind of new tools because you push the empire a bit more forward. You kind of like go towards the latter end of like the industrial revolution, and so kind of like you open that kind of stuff. But my main idea is is that it should be the one that transitions it to an open world design where you have. Probably you wouldn't set it in Dunwall because, like, the beauty of those games is that you go to different places for each one. But a city in the Empire that has, like, this this huge kind of ecosystem going. And at the start, you already know what all of your targets are. Like, you find mm. out in, in the opening kind of, like, prologue, let's say, who all the people involved in whatever conspiracy is that you need to take down. And so you can then approach them in any order in the same way as how in 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 Deathloop you are allowed to approach your targets in any order. And it wouldn't be that you'd have to work out the right order like you do in Deathloop, but it's just who you kill systemically causes the city yeah. to change. So it's like creating this power vacuum makes everything shift and then the objectives for killing all of these other ones are different depending on what order you do it and where their societal links are and who they're friends with, who they're enemies with. And that would leak down. So at the moment, I'm playing um, a tabletop RPG called Blades in the Dark, which is very much influenced by Dishonored. But that you play as a criminal kind of gang. And a lot of it is to do with how the gangs around you react to what like heists and stuff that you do. And mm. I really like the idea of create what decisions that you make cause well, now this person has died, this person's making a move, but they can't just immediately take their place and move into like their place of residence or anything. Their gangs start going to war in the streets of Dunwall or whatever. And that means it's like, oh, well, now this area is actually very difficult for you to go to because it's obviously it's a stealth game. It's very difficult to do that. So then it's like, well, you learn that if I do this, this will cause this reaction to to allow me to get into that area. 
and I like the idea of something like a whole house of cards that you're tactically flicking out. I suppose actually more of a Jenga tower and tactically flicking out parts of that to cause the entire city to collapse. I think the the fun part of that as well would be they they would have to tie it as like positives and negatives to each death. So because you couldn't have a game that got easier the more mm-hmm. you killed people. So you'd have stuff like if you killed, say, I don't know, like the treasurer of the city, like the gold, there's some sort of gold crisis. Yeah. So like it gets easier to go through certain areas, but they beef up security in certain mm-hmm. places. So and that kind of thing, like you could really mess with how the, the city mm-hmm. itself react, yeah, like reacts to you in, in good and bad ways. Yeah, oh, so but it's cool. set in 16th century Japan. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> I mean, like, Dishonored was originally original. supposed to be set in Japan. Yeah. Like the idea of it being, uh, obviously, these first two games are the one is is a distinctly steampunk Victorian London, basically, mm-hmm. and Kanaka is closer to like the Mediterranean, has much more of a European influence. I'd love to see what like what does the empire look like in a slightly more eastern influence kind of art style mm-hmm. mm. be interesting you know in my apple monday i feel like now they're owned by microsoft microsoft are kind of trying to go more the playstation route of having these prestige games and when you've got a studio mm-hmm. like arcane who maybe don't sell as many games as some studios but definitely make high quality games you know they might be willing to have them as a studio that goes go make us incredible games like mm. that i so, think i think it's also one yeah. of those things of being backed until they become a mega studio like Mm. there's not ever like naughty dog i don't think the last of us would ever have never mind happened but would ever have sold as much without uncharted like you need yeah you have a certain amount of work on stuff that's like obviously uncharted did well but you have a certain amount of work on stuff that gets you to the place where you can make your masterpiece that hits enough people to be seen as that exactly. on a mainstream level like i think that's why the arcane thing is one of the most exciting parts of that bethesda deal because they're just not under pressure anymore, which yeah. I think they always were before. And it, it could be the one that surprised you. Like, Deathloop was getting so much press up until its run out. But, like, Redfall, supposedly coming this year, that could be the breakout hit, especially if it's a co op shooter. Like, That's everyone def- loves those at the moment. Definitely. Who knows? Coming this year. No. Look, we way. can hope. We can hope. I doubt it too. But we can only hope. Right. My sequel is Grim Fandango 2. Oh, there it is. <laughs> The reason I think this could happen more than ever. Double Fine coming off of Psychonauts 2. Recently, you know, their best game in a long time. Lots of critical acclaim, like some Game of the Year... uh, No, uh, what what word am I thinking of? Game Recognition, that's it. Game of the Year recognition. And uh, that game had... Me and Matt were talking about lunch. That game had a lot of Grim Fandango to it. Like, obviously, the music, just the humour. Like, Hmm. it felt like they were getting back into that vibe. And I'm hoping it's them gearing up for a Grim Fandango 2, but I want Grim Fandango 2 to be a completely different game. I don't think it's going to necessarily be even a point and click. I want it to be full open world, and I want it to be almost more structured like an L.A. Noir, where you're almost... Manny is now almost like a detective, or he's a he's working for the firm, and you're doing these cases, and you're going through and solving these cases. I even think it could take a little bit from... If they wanted to sell it to more people take some of that Psychonauts and give it a little bit of action, like you can use the cane and the gun, it could be a bit of a different game. Mm. I just feel like that world, although that game is such a contained like masterpiece to me, that you almost don't want to ruin, I feel there's so much more in that world you could do with those I characters think, and everything. 
I think you don't even necessarily need to go like open open world. Like I think Psychonauts mm. proves that you can put yeah. like just those hubs, never mind the actual brain levels. Like you can put so much detail and so much character into those spaces that they feel so full of stuff despite being relatively limited in space. Like you put Manny Calavera into three big hub worlds and have him chatting to people and like doing slightly different things to Psychonauts but ultimately, you know, traversing in the same way. I think that would be mm-hmm. really fucking cool. And, like, yeah, I just love that idea. I think I want really LA good. Noir with the bone wagon, is what I want. <laughs> I also Driving think, around. Like, I also think, like, Psychonauts, the, the thing that really impressed me about it wasn't necessarily any of the action or platforming. It's like, they, I was thinking about this afterwards. You're like, that is a platformer that has a more and better story than most AAA games at this point. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't really get narrative platformers. And I love the idea of that being what Double Fine throw themselves at now. Like, they've kind of proven that you can you can put meaningful, interesting, changeable story into different formats. And, like, Grim Fandango is such a great, you know, world to dig back mm-hmm. into. I would love to see them try more of that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Like, I don't know... I know, obviously, there's... The rights for Monkey Island is a bit of murky territory, and if they can get hold of that... I don't know if... Grim Fandango's in the same place. I don't know if Matt, you know more well, about that. Well, Double Fine know. did the remaster, right? Like they are the people yeah. that handle the remaster, so that would suggest that the rights currently lie with Schaefer and Double Fine. Um, whereas but, Monkey Island but, obviously is is much murkier, and part of it, like I imagine, is the buyout. Also, it's like Monkey Island is literally based on their rides. Like the the Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean ride was a huge part of that. Um, but I think you're right that. Monkey Island, I think, is inevitable at some point. I think there will be a new one just because it's such a... It, Disney are into brands, right? Like, that's how they do. Monkey Island mm-hmm. is a recognisable brand. But I think that idea of... The thing I love about... I'm not really fussed about the platforming of Psychonauts, but I love that it's that going and speaking to people and getting those dialogue trees mm. and the fact that most times that you say something it's a punchline and the Mm. weirdness of kind of the situations that you land in which is so point and click adventure but i think point and click adventure is never going to be anything more than a steam niche anymore it's always going to be the stuff that is it what jet i like those kind of uh, teams yeah they've got that nailed down there's always going to be that but i think for something like double fine branching out into that like hub world or small kind of open area which reflects structurally like in in classic LucasArts games you can go wherever you want within like on on melee islands you can go around that island freeform there's no linear puzzle destruction like creation in those games like you you work them out as you can and so that put there i probably wouldn't have action elements to it but i love the idea of like you say a detective sort of thing works so well for the noirish vibe of Mm -hmm of Grim Fandango and it just being that you're detecting basically bureaucracy fuck-ups within the afterlife system <laughs> I think yeah. would work very cool yeah I I just yeah I would love more of that world so much hopefully one day we get it why don't you let us know what your dream sequels are uh, at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com and then next week we'll try and we'll read out as many of those as we can um, Matt, I've got a dream game in mind. Uh, I hope you've supplied it in the endless search. Inside, it's a 
I wouldn't say it's a dream game, Simon, but I, I did the Aww. I did the bare minimum. I bought a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, you bought a game. Well, I didn't. I, I bought as in I bought a game to the table, not I purchased. Oh, sorry, a game. I thought you say you put. Yeah, you bought. You paid for one the first to play. I was like, oh, <laughs> fair play. Um, <laughs> we're we're doing uh, go on name them. Okay. Uh, and this one is it's all linked back to what we've just been discussing. So oh, no. I have got, like I said, I did the Kesson. bare minimum. <laughs> we've we've got we've got three three categories here. Okay. Um, one relates to Mario Kart, one relates to Spider Man, and one relates to Mass Effect. Oh, okay. There's okay. there's Cardi wincing. Um, no, no, it's fine. I think I think I'm, I might be okay. It's uh, I was just yeah. If it was yeah, Kesson units, we'd be in trouble. No, no, I, I didn't know there was going to be any Kesson. <laughs> now who who did? <laughs> Look, you just need to get used to it. Sometimes just expect Kesson. It's fine. Right. I'm glad you got it out of your system. Mm-hmm. I haven't. <laughs> it's more in my system than ever. I've been binging on Kesson all day. There are in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 48 tracks. Oh, oh shit. How many? I don't remember any of the fucking names. names. They're all. Oh. Yeah, I, they're definitely. I just look at them. I thought you were going to do characters, then I would have had a shot. Um, tracks. Yeah, I just look. Oh, yeah, it's that one in the airport or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Who's who's bidding first? Uh, Joe, you can bid first. Four. There's so many. I'm gonna get like the one word wrong yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think if you know the track, like you know the track, right? Like, if it's if it's like you say oink instead of pig or whatever, I think I'll let you have it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about uh, oink oink circuit. Okay, I think I can do. This is like people gonna be screaming. Like I haven't played this game in a while. I'll go up to five, six. I'm just running through my. Some of them I'm now doubting if they're in this one. Mm. Uh, oh, what's. That, uh, I think six would have been my limit without fully guessing. So I'm going to have to give it give it to Joe for six. Okay. I'm slightly worried about six, but I feel like I can get there. Right. Give me your first one, Joe. Best track in the game Mount Wario. No, oh, that's, that's one, of the, one of the four I had. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Mount Wario is in the game, mate. <laughs> I'm not having that. I, it's alright, it's alright, because I'm. <laughs> oh, I know why. It's because this fucking page that I'm using as my reference is split into three. Oh. Uh, uh, well, it looks like it's uh, going to be on page one. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give him a point. Oh, I thought you would just. I thought you. Would, I'll give him a list. I'll just. I'll just have a quick look at the list. <gasps> Nine. <laughs> uh, 
I this cannot time. find it. Is, it. is it literally called Mount Wario? I, I'm going to look it up as because well, uh, you, you uh, can at this point. I'm on the uh, I'm on the IGN wiki, which uh, you'd hope has some. If it's all... not called Mount yeah, Wario, yeah, Mount it's Wario called Mount Wario. Wario. Uh, number twenty six on yeah. uh, Nintendo enthusiast ranking list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cheap, cheap beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got uh, it's, Rainbow it's Road. DS cheap, cheap beach. Shut up. <laughs> Rainbow Road, yeah, we all know that one. That's N64 Rainbow Road. Bastard. Yeah. Ooh. When I'm reading all of these, I'm kind of, of course, of course. Of yeah, course. But this is this is where I'm I'm worried after four. Uh, is it literally just called Mario Circuit? Uh, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's track. Yeah, one. Mario Circuit. Oh, I thought you could go Baby Park. And then... Oh. I think it's... Is it just called Bowser's Castle? I think so. That's a or Castle yes, Bowser, Bowser's, Bowser's or... Castle, yeah. Yeah, there's your six. Have we got six? I'm looking forward to these. Mount Wario, was... Cheap Cheap Beach, yeah. Rainbow Road, N64 Rainbow Road, Mario Circuit, yeah. Bowser's Castle. Okay, there we go. Oh, six. I'm looking forward to these going... How did I not remember any of these? Dry Dry Hyrule Desert's Circuit. the other one. Yeah. Hyrule I'd, Circuit. I couldn't remember what yeah. it was called. I was going to call it Hyrule Castle. I don't know if I would have got away with that. So, uh, uh, again, I had Baby this... Park. Yeah. Uh, Park. Not got TikTok Clock. Oh, um, I like TikTok Clock. Moo Moo Meadows. Toad Harbour is all right. Moo Moo Meadows, that's a classic. Moo Moo Meadows, of course. DK Cows. DK Jungle. The Ribbon Road. Is it Wario Stadium or Mario Stadium? It's Wario Stadium, isn't it? Uh, the one with all like, yeah, the, like the motocross bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's... Um, God, they're oh, also obvious when you... What's the one with the big plants? Is it something Skyway? Per- is that the, There's a piranha one, isn't there? Yeah. Or there's is one that, where you're going uh, across massive leaves the, and there's a the, shortcut where you jump from one leaf to another mm-hmm. leaf. The piranha on is piranha plant slide. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe none of you have got Cheeseland. Cheese oh, GBA. That's GBA, isn't it? I've, there's so many tracks. This is why it's a perfect Mario Kart game. There's like, what, 48 tracks or something? That's probably why they've not made any fucking DLC for it. How can you make that another so track? I want to play Make more. I want to play Mario Circuit. Should we get big into Mario Kart now? I'm, I'm already big Mario into Mario Kart. Kart. Played it for literally right. 24 hours once. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I haven't played it for years. Like, a good couple of years at this point. Anyway, 1 0 to Joe. 1 0 to Joe. Thanks, mate. That's good. Right. The Amazing Spider-Man has many rogues. There are there are 20 in the in the what is known as the Central Rogues Gallery, which are like the big ones, but I'm happy to take literally any villain so long as it is from the Amazing Spider-Man comics. Okay, so Spider-Man comics. Okay, so I, I get first Bedroom. Yeah, you're almost certainly right going to choose ones that are out of. Uh, do you trust me to use my phone to be making notes and not searching? If I'm in my notes, I trust I'm you. In my I notes, don't, you don't. I'm in my notes app. Why, why don't you, Cardi? Show me you sliding down and putting airplane mode on so you can't use the internet. What? Jesus Christ! The trust here is out out of order. We go flight mode has been activated. There we go. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> A little plane. Um, right. I'm just writing uh, a few down before we Me get too. going. Because uh, I think I can name a few. Uh, 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 uh. Do 
This is good. This is good podcast in this. You know what? I'm just going to go in some shocky. I'm going to start off with eight, just to start off with. Twelve. Twelve. That's a good leap. I like a bold leap. Oh, that's bold. And so I'm you're still saying, so down. you're saying you'll you'll accept any outside of the the rogues gallery as well. So so there's the rogues gallery, which are twenty, which are the classic Spider-Man villains. But as long as they are a villain that was made for the Amazing Spider-Man comics, I will accept cool, it, cool. which takes us beyond twenty. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, just give me a moment. Um. Oh, I've hit, I've hit, I've hit, I've hit, I've hit, I've hit. A brain, a brain, f- <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> a brain f- I'll go 13. 13. 14. 14. That was too confident. Uh, I've still got more, I've still got more coming. I'm trying to think of, uh, like, there's one I'm not 100% sure on there, actually. I'm, gonna put I'm trying them to think of the, the old cartoons now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one. Uh, how many is that? Just let me count. I'll go 15. 16. <sighs> See, I've got... So I'm I'm now in the space where I'm like, am I naming ones that I know have appeared yeah. near Spider-Man but weren't invented for Spider-Man? But we'll see. I I was at the point there where I'm pretty sure I had 14 and then one was dodgy. I don't think I could risk two or three being dodgy. So I'm going to go for you going for 16. Okay. Joe. All right. I'm going to try and do all the obvious ones mm-hmm. first and probably fail at that bit. Uh Electro. Electro, yes. Shocker. Uh, shock. Oh, I'm just going to have to see it. But obviously we know that Shocker is in there. He's there, yeah. That is one Venom. I have. Venom is there, yeah. Carnage. Carnage is there. Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus is indeed there. Lizard. Lizard is there. Sandman. Mm-hmm. Green Goblin. Yep. Vulture. Yep. Hobgoblin. Uh, yeah. Ooh, uh, going hobby. He's got a yeah. hobby. Rhino. Yep. Scorpion. 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 Yes. Scorpion. <laughs> uh, right now I'm worrying myself. Mysterio. Uh, yeah. Is he originally Spider-Man? I'm fairly sure he is. Let's have a... Hold on. Yes, yeah. He's part of the original 20 as well. And here's some where I'm worried. <laughs> really? Oh, I, I could have Sh- done this. Shriek. Ooh. Shriek! Oh, he has gone left field. Oh no! What Shriek from? He's from Spider-Man Unlimited. Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm just going to name I my d- other ones because I like. Go them. on. Anti Venom. Uh, Anti Venom. Where was Anti Venom? Gonna be Spider-Man, fucking. You know what? Twenty-eight or some shit. I think you're gonna. I think you because you had a couple I didn't have, but I think I've got a couple here that you that you mm. might kick yourself on. Oh, I think I'm definitely gonna kick myself. Yeah, definitely at least one of them. Just trying to. Anti Venom's not on here, which I'm surprised about. Didn't exist. It's made played by Riz Ahmed, mate. Yeah, made him up. He's a Venom villain, not a 
Spider-Man. There you go. I mean, yeah. maybe he's from the Venom comics. That's yeah. true. My and my yeah. most obscure was Toxin, who I don't know what Toxin's <laughs> from. I just know he's another oh. symbiote boy. The other ones I had were Kingpin. Yes, is is part of the original. Is he Spider-Man first? Yeah, I thought he was Daredevil yeah. first. No, uh, Craven. The hunter. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's good. I also have Black Cat. I don't know if Black she Black Cat, yeah, is. So so I'll give you the twenties. Chameleon Vulture, Doctor Octopus, Sandman, Lizard, Electro, Mysterio, Green Goblin, Craven the Hunter, Scorpion, Rhino, Shocker, Kingpin, Morbius the Living Vampire, Jackal, Black Cat, Morbius. Hydro Man, Hobgoblin, Venom, and Carnage. I didn't Hydro know whether Man. Morbius would count. Yeah. No, I didn't even think I didn't think of Shocker. And they, I, I mean, believe, electro- are I always in, forget, yes. Yeah, that's in order of appearance. Boys. So, so nice. Chameleon back in '63, all the way up to Carnage, which is '92. And then I, the problem I is, know- is obviously then you, it's not the Amazing Spider-Man because they keep shifting the mm-hmm. comics around, and you get Spectacular Spider-Man and Spider-Man Unlimited mm-hmm. and all of that it becomes harder. Carnage I know they are is different. The most '90s villains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that they are different, but like having Electro and Shocker. Do we need two, two, two electric men? <laughs> Who's, we? uh, uh, well, Bakeem Woodbine played Shocker, so yes, because Bakeem <laughs> okay. Woodbine should do more things. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that's one all. That means we've got one question left, which I believe is a Mass Effect one. It is, yes. You didn't play the Legendary Edition, badly. did you, uh, Joe? No, I played a bit of Mass Effect 1. Mm. So, and then Joe definitely knows more about Mass Effect it. than me, but they're fresher in my mind. Exactly. Yeah, so that's my worry. My, my memory is absolute shite. So. So. Especially because I didn't remember shrieks from fucking Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> so I'm using Mass Effect 3 because this is the point at where the area, everything's more complete. Um, so in Mass Effect 3... There are 19 biotic powers that can be used oh, in combat. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought it was going to be characters or something. We've done characters. We did I'm characters sure we like have. six weeks ago. Uh, now I can't think of the... Di- right. Again, I'm in flight mode. Uh, I'm just... Is that a bio... I can't even remember. The- oh, I'm just going to have to guess. Think- How many? 19. Biotic only? Mm-hmm. I think I remember two. <laughs> I'm not even sure one of them's called what I think it is. What's the other? Uh, it's but is it? Have I even oh. forgotten? Is it tech? There's tech, tech? powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I can't even remember that summer tech and summer. I didn't play the game, but I basically just played it as a shooter. So this is well, that's your own fault, isn't it, Cardi? If oh. I describe it really yes. well, yeah. If you describe it really well, you get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah, I'm like, oh, what's that exact one called? I will say uh, at this point, if anybody at home wants to actually send in, go on, name them. I'm fucking running out of things to talk about here. <laughs> I've done so many now. There's always crisps. Goes back to crisps. Uh, uh, How many more uh, psychic things can you even do? <laughs> I think I don't see. I really don't know if some of these are tech or bio. I'm just naming down powers that, I remember seeing on the screen. Is it 19 distinct ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mad. Well, there's, only so so four, actually, there are substantially more in Mass Effect 3, but I only use the ones you can use in the campaign. These Because oh, there are loads yeah. more in multiplayer. Oh, multiplayer. God. Good. I don't know. It's, it's Joe to bid first. I don't know. <laughs> three. Three. <laughs> Got it. 
Hit the sweet spot there, isn't he? Um, I'm trying to close my eyes. Picture, I don't know, Samara doing some, something. Some purple waves. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm just going to try to think of one more. I'm pretty sure two of the ones I've written down here are tech powers anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go and hope Joe makes a mistake with three. <laughs> really? Which could happen. It could. Because one could be a tech. <laughs> okay. Lift. Yes. Push. Is it push I, or, like, the one I where he, push. like, does a force push? I had push. Is it called pull? <laughs> yeah. It's... Is it pull? What What does it do, Joe? When, when it... I'm a, I, for, in my head, it's basically like a force push. You're, like, flinging people away from you. Right. Is that not Throw. Is throw. Uh, come throw. on. Yeah, I'll let you have throw. Do you know what? I'll that's give it because it I, I also had push written down. <laughs> I and don't then, know why we both had push. And then I've got one. <laughs> oh, now I'm questioning whether that was even in there. Here we go. I'm going to go rogue. <laughs> I've written down the black hole one. Like, there's one where you put, like, a black <laughs> hole out and people get sucked into it. Um, is that Singularity? That sounds right. That is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we were just describing them, I'd go the one he where they burst into. He said that earlier. He said he said I could do describe. Yeah, fair enough. Is that it? Uh, I am. Is it like let's a black hole one? Let's I'm hope specific. It's tech. I'll I'll make this I'll make this fairer. It's like, a gravitational power. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Describe like it. you you put it out. Mm-hmm. It makes like a black <laughs> hole thing, and people get pulled towards yeah, it. Yeah. Singularity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jojo gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I also had the crushing one, which I think might be exactly the same, but I feel like there was one the way you did it specifically on a person the and slam, they got sort of squeezed. Which you can... Oh no, that's not what I thought, right. but yeah. Slam, I had I um, a slam. What's the fire one? Is that ignite? Yeah, but... That's tech, isn't that's it? That's tech, yeah. Is that tech? Mm-hmm. See, that's where I probably use tech, and I also had overload. Is that tech? Yeah, that's, that's tech, tech as well. Yeah. Okay, why didn't you ask tech? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked for biotics. Is there one called wall? Is uh, it shield? There's, there's barrier. Barrier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why I had. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, shockwave, <laughs> charge. I want I want none of them in Mass Effect 4. <laughs> Isn't charge a, a biotic one? What mad power for a psychic. Oh, would you. Are they technically biotic abilities where you put... Are they just abilities where you put in, like, poison ammunition? Are they just so abilities? It depends on what they are. So if it's to do Ugh. with things that are to do with, like, psychic or, or that sort of damage, because you have mm. cluster grenades, which are... Whilst it's thrown as a grenade, because it's technically a biotic ability, because I think you're literally throwing, like, a, a an orb of, like, like energy... energy. Uh, and okay. then there's warp ammunition, which is which destroys biotic mm. barriers. But the like the fire ammunition is a tech. What's the teleport one called? It's biotic charge, isn't it? The one where you can fling yourself. I don't. Know. As I, a did, I didn't use them. Did not use them. Mm-hmm. I just shot everything like a boring human. Yeah. <laughs> Could I dominate flare, lash, lift grenades, nova, pull, reeve? There we All go. All of these. That's clearly my dickhead one. I, I like the assault rifle. <laughs> uh, right, why don't we get on to some feedback. First up, it's me, and this one is from Charles Williams, who says, Hello, 24-hour poddy people. Hi. Mad happenings is how this begins. 
mad happenings as Dale exclaimed that he likes beef <laughs> in last week's episode. It was a highlight when Dale said he liked beef. I walked past an airport magazine rack prominently displaying a, publi- a publication entitled Beef. Uh, and that's beef in all caps with an exclamation mark. There is an attached photo. We can confirm it is real. Um, is this life or is this this dentistry? That's it, really. However, <laughs> don't sleep on Station Eleven, the new HBO show. Not sure how you get access in the UK, but it's such a mad little piece about everything and nothing. You said that's last... what our podcast was about at the start. That is weird. I, I had not read that in advance. That's weird. Um. Think Last of Us style post-apocalypse uh, by the way of Channel 4's utopia and a deep-seated love of Shakespeare. It really? definitely engages with overlaid timelines to hammer home an emo- emotional beats, a la the Wachowski's actual best film, Cloud Atlas. It's not better than that. Like, I haven't, I, Cloud Atlas, Atlas is, is on my film. list. I stand by it's this. better than The Matrix. Yes, Cloud Atlas the is The original the Matrix. Matrix. Yes. Grotesque bullshit from all parties I, um, involved. I do want to watch Cow Data, so I'm yet to do it, because I have always been it's intrigued right. by it. But, um, it's just not as good as The Matrix. <laughs> like, if, if people are claiming it's better than Matrix, then I definitely have to watch it. Um, it's, it's fucking bonkers. It's good fun. Yeah. Um, uh, cheers from Dr. Charles. I really I, do want to watch Station Eleven. It's not available anywhere in the UK yet. So but I did I, look. It's coming to Stars Play on the 30th uh, of January, which is one of those like Amazon add-on channels. Yeah. And, uh, so, I'd, not, um, I'd, not, uh, I'd not heard of Station Eleven until like, this weekend when I was listening to a podcast that said I think it was the big picture they were talking about how Station Eleven mm. and Yellow Jackets are like the first old millennial uh, like young millennial um, yeah uh, oh no TV shows old or young millennial TV shows where it's all yeah. 90s music right like, mm-hmm. powering everything. So, I really want to watch uh, Station Eleven a lot Station Eleven is one of my favourite books I oh, there we go. Uh, so, and I didn't realize until about like six, seven weeks ago that they were doing this TV adaptation. It was very kind of like no marketing for it at all. Um, I will tell you what that is going to be a harrowing watch for the current oh, I've uh, heard times. It's, yeah, because yeah, it's not a laugh. When all <laughs> of this shit happened, um, I immediately had flashbacks to the opening chapter of Station Eleven, which is set <laughs> as full pandemic pandemonium hits, and it is fucking terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. But it's oh, very good go. and has a astonishing final act, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. that. I um, am definitely going to be finding a way to watch that. Uh, so yes, I, after Yellow Jackets are finished, last episode this week, everyone get on the Yellow Jackets train. But then uh, yeah, it's annoying because it's a HBO show, Station Eleven, and normally they're all on Now TV, and then this one's not. Well, I think it's because it's a HBO Max show, isn't it, rather than a HBO yeah. show? Yeah, same with Peacemaker. Yeah. Peacemaker's not out in the UK, which is mad. Because people mm. actually say it's good. Is it? Yeah. But they, but they yeah. said the Suicide Squad was good as well. So, oh, it, was yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was bloody fine. It was fine. What have you got, Matt? So this is this is from Jack from Farnborough, who says, Hi, chaps. I haven't weighed in since the crisp chat, and I <laughs> was disgusted to hear Cardi oh, God. place quavers below what's-its. Absolute oh. mad lad, what's can it. get fucked. <laughs> well, what, what's it's are far better than Quavers? They're not. Absolute They're really not. cheese battle going on. <laughs> Anyways, on an unrelated note, I do have a question for you all. Who are some inspirational people that you look up to that are not in the gaming industry? Personally, I love Professor Brian Cox. This 
His programs about the universe are incredible hmm. and have motivated me to learn more about space and the universe. I would be interested to know who you and the other listeners look up to. Keep up the good work, especially Snack Chat, and respect the sea. From Jack. Mr. Kipling, he makes exceedingly good It's <laughs> very uh, no. hard and personal question to throw at us without us oh. knowing we're, we're waiting well, for you it. Could have, this doc was available for a good few hours. You could have uh, had a look. I have a job. <laughs> yeah? You had a lunch uh, break. No. Um. Top of my head. Alan Rickman, legend, just because he was good. Uh, <laughs> he seemed nice. Uh, another one kind of on the Brian Clocks. Brian Clocks? Brian Cox. Uh, I was watching uh, Attenborough the other day. Mad how he's, he's 95 and he's still getting his knees down there looking at mammoth tusks. Getting his <laughs> knees down there. <laughs> he's an inc- like I know it's a fairly common thing to say. He is an incredible human. Like I was watching yeah. it at ninety five, still doing that, getting fully into it. I was like, unbelievable! Like, <laughs> this is one of those questions where I know I'm going to think of a really good answer um, straight after. Actually, a good one is I think I actually tweeted about it because it was her birthday last week. Is Felma Shoemaker, the film editor? She's like mine, Scorsese's film mm. editor. She's worked on like every single one of his films since Raging Bull. Uh, like, yeah, when I watched Goodfellas for the first time, that's when I knew I wanted to be an editor. And she's just amazing. She's still alive. She's 82, still working on... She's editing Scorsese's film at the moment. And it's just... Yeah, she's unbelievable. And, yeah, basically, I have respect for people who do what they do until they die at a very old age. You love that. Her is. Yeah, keep going. No retirement for Cardi. Yeah. Uh... I don't. The, uh, one that comes just to mind. Just say me, Matt. It's fine. What? Just say me. Say you. Just yeah. Say oh, me. Cardi, you've been fine. such an inspiration since the moment I met you. I can't oh, believe how fun. enlightened I've become. Let's um, cut that out. I don't know if that was got somehow anyone. one of the most damning things I've ever heard, despite every word of it being positive. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've got anybody quite like as as high as Brian Cox or something like that. But um, like in terms of related to the job um so i'm a big fan of a podcast called 99 percent invisible presented by oh, yeah. a very good podcaster called roman mars who have kind of tried to take some inspiration and influence from we're finding good stories for our inside stories side of the igm business but uh he's very mm-hmm. good if you want to listen to good stuff that's not about video games because he's all about the the hidden things in life and in architecture that completely change the way our lives work that's all good stuff to listen to it's good. I yeah. Okay. I personally try to avoid anyone with sincere opinions on anything, so I don't <laughs> really know. Um, yeah, str- str- I'm struggling. I'm sorry. You love Boris Johnson. You were saying absolutely. Character assassination. That's that that was a character assassination bomb just thrown towards <laughs> Joe's direction. Horrific thing to do. Yeah, I, I actually I don't think there's many worse people I could have. Uh, oh, yeah, if you Sam Elliott for his moustache work. That's what I'm trying to emulate. <laughs> <laughs> there we there go. Very good. There we go. Uh, got a last piece of feedback here, Joe. Yes, this is from Aidan Nolan. He's aged thirty-two and a half, <laughs> which is pretty much my age. Good work, eh? Oh, lovely. Hello. I was reminiscing about the halcyon days of excitedly folding a penguin bar wrapper to read the joke, and it struck me. There is a certain category of... Oh, fuck, this is our kind of thing. There is a certain category of snack that seems to exist exclusively in the primary school lunchbox. Yes. Here we go. There's some good stuff in here. Rocky bars. Mm. Timeouts. 
Uh, I don't know. Blue ribbands. Yeah, it's like Blue a waiter. Is it ribbands or ribbands? I never. I say riband. Oh, is it like? Is it like pink wafers? Is it that kind of thing? Cho- but, but chocolate, yeah. But cho- I know exactly the one. I said I that know. they were called that. I said that like chocolatey. I said <laughs> it like chocolate. a two-year-old. <laughs> uh, ice gems. I, I think mm. they're more the uh, primary school party than the lunchbox myself. I yeah. used to have like them the party in the lunchbox. Rings. Um, McVitie's gold bar. Yes. Tunnock's caramel <laughs> wafer. Mm. The absolute king of all snacks. And so on. <laughs> the uh, king of all snacks was my, my suggestion, not Aiden's. <laughs> so, what were your favourite favorite primary school lunchbox treats? And Ooh. what should be avoided at all costs? And this, right, the second <laughs> half of this has sent me into a fury. His oh, no. avoid at all God. costs include the wagon wheel without jam. I'm fine with that. And baby bells. Baby bells are one of the greatest lunchbox snacks there are. You're amazing. I did, I did like a bit. I was always baby bell over cheese string. Uh, uh and then, uh, and then Aidan Nolan says, "Respect the lady ringing the break time bell like a town crier." Uh, P.S. Not mentioning flaming hot monster munch on the last pod was an absolute shambles. That is I'm true. sorry, we people don't like it. my crisp opinions, but pickled onion ones are better. Um, I don't know. Favorite lunchbox? Yeah, like I said, I like to baby bell. I never. Everyone else used to like them. I hate them. Uh, a pepper army. Never liked a pepper army. I I tell you what, th- this is a this is a, a grotesque thing to admit. Do you know what I like? <laughs> well, no. Genuinely more than or liked. I don't do it anymore. Promise. Uh, liked more than the pepper army itself. You eat the pepper army, then you know that no. plastic it's wrapped in. No, you just sort of chew on it for the oh. flavour. It's like a, <laughs> it's like beef your gum. Fav- <laughs> your favourite snack as a child was chewing on. Beef I didn't plastic. say it was my favourite snack as a you child. Did, did, did you, do you also like beef? <laughs> I love beef. I mean, you've, we've, I've got that for you in Osaka with the Outside, sign. Oh my says, beef! Oh my beef! Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I mean, I don't know. I, caramel wafer is the correct opinion. Here. Yeah, from That's that list, the a gold bar. I love a gold bar. Gold bars are good. Uh, the caramel chocolate, or um, yeah, I don't know. It's been such a long little time. Yeah. Little pot of custard. Where or, did you stand? Go on. Uh, do you ever have those vanilla puddings? Usually, I used to get them in like. um, Usually, I always found the best ones are in France. Whenever we went over, like on the on the channel, get over, and we'd Mm. be like, the first thing I'd be like is, let's get to a fucking Lauberge or whatever their supermarkets are called, and get a vanilla Danone pudding. But uh, they're just like little, they're like custardy little pots, like yogurt pots, but they've got like a vanilla pudding in. They were absolutely astonishing. Mm -hmm. I had one in mine, and it's gone. Sorry, really annoyed. The king. When I was a kid, oh, would have been the little pods of six miniature Jaffa cakes. Forgot Ooh, one of those. Yeah. Absolutely banging. I forgot about those. Mm-hmm. Like the little, like textured bottom. Yeah, yeah, bit, like bright orange, and you peeled yeah, yeah, the yeah. the lid off. They were where, good. Where, where did you stand on like cereal bars? You know, like the cocoa pots ones of like basically the really sweet. Okay. They say it was milk. It was like icing yeah, the, on the bottom. The really. fake milk. That was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, they were I was okay. never into them. Mm. I felt squares? Like, what about a rice crispy squares? Were squares? Good. Yeah, they were you know, good. Squares are very homemade good. squares were always better than proper squares, though. You know when like a mum mm. made a batch and like put like their kid brought them mm. in or something. All the cornflake cakes. Oh yeah, with chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. Oh, um, just a good. Just do you guys? Do you guys ever have cartoonies? <laughs> this is one that I remember from being a kid, and they were like they came in a little bag like ice gems, and they were round biscuits, but they were like almost like like pebbles. 
and they'd have mm. a little cartoon like drawn on the front of it, and when you bit into it, there was chocolate in the middle. I don't remember don't that. Remember no. that? Although it does sound a little bit like. No, actually, I'm not sure it does. I think Cardi, we've reminisced about BNs before. Oh, BN oh, biscuits. BNs, yeah, because yeah. Erlin Harland looks like he has a BNBN face. He does look yeah. like a BNBN face. Also, I don't know, this might be uh, a Canadian slash North American thing, but one thing we had a lot when I was little in in the colonies was uh, Dunkaroos. Did they ever make it over here? They were like, they were like, uh, you know, fucking Dairy Lee Dunkers, mm. but these were cook like little biscuits and then the dip was just white icing oh and we didn't have those i was thinking astonishingly get, good yeah you could get the chocolate pot ones were just like kind of like breadsticks you dunk in uh, yeah <laughs> dunkaroos dip. are a level beyond man love those yeah. things i don't know there's so many good ones drifters i like to drifter did you ever yeah a drifter or <laughs> an e- drifter? echo bars remember echo bars no, they, what's an echo bar? They, they were kind of like an arch shape. They got a really unique shape. An arch shaped long chocolate bar of which there was a biscuit that ran under the bottom. And then there was kind of like an aero style white chocolate through the middle. And then it was oh. wrapped in normal chocolate. I've just seen them. I do remember echo bars. I don't associate them with primary school, though. They, uh, they, they're pictured next to uh, a Mars Delight. Do you remember a oh. Mars Delight? Oh man, yes. we should do a whole bit on discontinued chocolate. The marble oh. bar. Remember the marble? Dream. Oh, I like the marble. Yeah. Although these days I'm big into the caramilk bar. Mm. They've absolutely smashed it with the caramilk dairy milk. Good on them. I'm just looking for a about, list of um, discontinued chocolate now. Flake snow. Good stuff. I mean, we've forgotten a big one. Uh, the frube. The oh, fruit. we've got frubes in our fridge right now. <laughs> Nothing to do with primary school. I think we've it's talked about this before, but a, fr- a frozen frube is also a treat. My yeah. main memory of frubes is when they were... Because f- they were first introduced when I was at primary school. And then I can remember dinner ladies fucking hating them because no one could get the tops off them. So dinner <laughs> ladies would start going around with a pair of scissors in like their pinafore apron. So they could Fruits. go... It's just like you're running around with scissors now. This is a danger. Fruit snippers. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to have the frozen fruit tonight. That's going to happen now. You yeah. made me want to do that. Freeze also, just to bring up one more discontinued chocolate bar, just because I've seen it. The yep. nuts about caramel bar. Oh my god! Each bit of caramel with a whole nut inside. Oh, come That's on! Enough. Just because we've gone uh, we've gone on about lunchbox treats far too long. I'm throwing one more out there. We can have one more each. I don't know if it's just going at some point. The fruit winder. Uh, mm. You don't see them often anymore. But there you go. Yeah. I didn't really... Yeah, I'm trying to think back. The squares squares were good. I like a gold bar. I like a club bar as well, because that was more chocolate than biscuit, basically, wasn't it? So There we go. Good chat. That was uh, a good chat. Thank you, Aiden. So, yeah, if Even though we want fact, dream sequels and best lunchbox treat. And uh, if anyone is on my side with supporting the Baby Bell army, uh, I want you to send in abuse for Aiden. Be- <laughs> I thought it was going to be Kessen. I was like, the baby of army in Kessen. Um, oh, shit. One more thing. The pizza yeah. cheese string. That's so good. Um, go. Anyway, I'm done. I don't, I'm not yeah, going to say anymore. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com for any of that. Uh, absolutely any of that. Send it over. Um, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have a look. Uh, thank you. Uh, what, what mad Kessen, Kessen. music were we having it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. It doesn't have a name. I'm just gonna send okay. you a time code. <laughs> Amazing! Thank you so much. Uh, have a lovely week. We'll see you next week. Kesen, 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 Kesen.